Hey everyone, welcome to the midweek where we take the sermon on Sunday. We talk about it more so we can engage with scripture and in the process be more like Jesus. I am Jake Blair. With me is my co-host, Melissa Fennell. Hey, Melly. Hey, good morning. How we doing? Oh, doing okay. That's great. So I'll give you all a, a wild guess as to who is sitting in our guest chair today. I'll pause. Shout it out loud. That's right. I heard a lot of you say, is it Pastor Michael Bailey? And yes, oh it is. Gosh. Hey, Michael. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Wow. What's up? It's good to be here. Uh, <laughs> before we get into the sermon in light of our corporate practice of gratitude, would love for us to go around and share what are some things we are thankful for this week. I'll go first, genuinely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is actually something that I said in the sermon, like at the beginning of, of the sermon on Sunday, uh, but was that reiterated in a lot of respects having gotten to come to downtown and preach uh i am just really grateful uh for our people at our downtown church um i so i said sort of at the beginning of the sermon that it is a little bit it felt like a little bit of a homecoming for me because downtown you know i was part of the crew that came down here to help plant downtown uh it's where i cut my teeth in ministry uh genuinely god grew me so much through the men and women who are a part of our downtown church. And uh, so it was really, it was really sweet to get to come back yeah. and preach. Cause I haven't been there in like two years. You know, it's been a hot minute since yeah. I've been in the building with people. Um, and so I set all that up front, you know, being thankful for them and being thankful for the leaders uh, here at downtown and the pastors and all that, but even getting off stage and, you know, going back to Lexington uh, is even more of the same. It was just like, man, I am so grateful for these people, especially those of you uh, who have been around for forever, like who have like stuck it out and been here uh, and are just pot committed. And you, I mean, like literally it's almost like you've taken a bullet for Jesus and being a part, part of our church. Like I like the depth of affection and gratitude I have for you. Um, it's just really, really deep. Uh, and I was reminded of that on Sunday and also Man, y'all were so generous with me uh, preaching. Like the energy was so great in the room. Uh, it made me feel wonderful as a preacher because I am not as good of a preacher as y'all made me out to be. Uh, but I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, but genuinely, I'm, I'm grateful for our downtown squad. Y'all are the best. That's great. Even when you said, I cut my teeth in ministry, like I heard a slight laugh murmur. I was like, that's. That's just a thing. That's just say. a thing people That's say. Not a joke? Yeah. No, it, it, the energy was so delightful. You made me feel funny. I'm not funny, but you made me feel funny. It was it was wonderful. I, you know, you guys, it was a nice little self-esteem boost and I'm I'm really grateful for you. Uh, we had the sermon audio going back here in the production room and when you walked on stage and everyone started like screaming, Jay was like, "What is happening right now? Is everything okay?" I was like, "I think they're just glad he's here." Yeah. <laughs> or maybe just glad to be here, period. You know, yeah. like I don't I don't know, but it was delightful. I tell you this much, made me want to come back. <laughs> hey, I love that. Downtown people, bring that energy back next Sunday. Come on. Melly, what's something you're thankful for? Yeah. I was just thinking, um, so we got to go to Michelle's birthday party this weekend. Michelle's our communications director. She just had a birthday bowl party. And I was just thinking about <clears throat> We have some really wonderful women in our church mm. and like really solid godly women. And I just love that. And I'm so thankful for uh, their friendship and their leadership. Um, yeah. Really grateful for that. Yeah. That's what's up. Jake, what are you grateful for? 
So we had our adoption auction a few days ago. Yeah. And saw a lot of people come out and give, and that was really cool. So mm-hmm. I think so far we've raised about 20% of our adoption fees That's great. almost That's great. all through that auction. And, you know, it was like a ton of local businesses who we don't even know that Lucy reached out to and said, hey, we're doing this thing. Can you help, can yeah. you help out? And lots Hardly anyone said no. Almost everyone was like, that sounds great. Yeah, here you go. Wow. So uh, it was really cool in seeing like our city and our community and our people all support this. And I mean, that that was a big reason why we wanted to do adoption. We've always wanted to, but just seeing like, yeah, we have an awesome network of people who love us and care for us. What what an awesome environment to bring a child into. It makes me think, I love this city, and hey, Columbia, you'd rather be here. You'd rather be here, everyone. So before we spotlight uh, our local Columbia business this week, y'all remember two weeks ago how I threw it out there on the podcast, if we have any volunteers that want to help compile it? Yeah, I do. So we that had, happened? We had a couple people reach out, Look and they're that. currently compiling a list, and I'm excited to debut it. I think it'll probably be ready in a few weeks but uh it's really cool it's going to be a really great resource i think i want it to be something that you know 101 class across our foc it's like hey if you are brand new to our city our people have created this resource check for it you. out here's the best of the best That's cool man local spotlight for this week melly what do we got okay so this is not a restaurant or well, anything well, like that best I know, but it's nice to switch it up, you guys. Bra- breaking from tradition over here. Listen, you have like a sports thing one week, so I'm allowed <laughs> to like, have This is true. You're allowed to relax. Thank you. <laughs> Sore necks. Get it right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's this new place on, well, it's newer, on Sumter Street. There is a place called Noma Warehouse, and it is next yeah. to Enda. Yes. And I don't know a ton about them, but it. They host a flea market every Friday night called the Noma Flea, and they bring in local vendors to sell their products, and it's oh, really that's fun. Neat. Yeah, and they will have like live music, um, and you just kind of walk through, and Enda normally will have like tables set up outside, and that kind of stuff. That's legit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love what Noma is doing in that regard like Mm -hmm. that little neighborhood and community Mm -hmm. of like really trying to lean heavy and they've been after this for a couple of years now i know but trying to lean heavy into our little our little section of towns like identity and whatnot i think that's cool a neighborhood flea market i'm in that is awesome and so you've been i i went once yes and it was it was fun they have um i'm not gonna remember the name but they have like a little table where they sell like little uh treats or whatever and i i think that they're really going off of like the flea theme that was like flea bag and it had like popcorn (laughs) in it or something like that it was really cute Um, it seems like they're leaning into that soda city stuff but yeah just specifically for their community yeah Mm -hmm. and it's cool too like they have like a lot of vendors who do like vintage stuff um so kim walsh actually at our downtown um church she does just started doing like vintage housewares um huh. selling it on instagram it's called melrose housewares on insta and she sets up there sometimes on friday nights and it's really cool wow yeah i love that I that's buy, neat. like everything that she finds that's neat uh this is why this segment is so good because i would have never known about that mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. Mm. that's really cool yeah 
So that's Noma Flea Market on Fridays. If you want to know more information, that is in the show notes. And really excited to unveil the upcoming project that our volunteers are working on. And so stay tuned for that. We'll close up this spotlight. All right, let's talk about the sermon from this Sunday. So Michael Bailey, you came downtown. That was a whole lot of fun. So to recap, it was joy in life or death and really unpacking that really famous passage that we know from Paul to live as Christ, to die as gain. And yeah, what was it like preparing and praying for this sermon uh, to come preach for us downtown? Yeah, yeah, good question. You know, so... It it is one of my favorite passages in in the Bible, um, and I think, and I said some of this in the sermon. It's like for me, this this little section of scripture is really where all the things that Paul has kind of been alluding to and dropping. And I think I said in the sermon like little breadcrumbs as to where uh, his joy is rooted in and centered on. Really, just kind of comes out in in full view and full flourish. Uh, in this text where we really see like, hey, the bedrock of what grounds his joy in all things is Christ, mm-hmm. period, end of, end of discussion. And all that Christ uh, has done and will do and intends for, uh, intends for um, his life uh, as uh, a follower of Jesus now and just how that radically shapes uh, our perspective and how we, we think through um pain and suffering and difficulty and hardship and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I think in prep, it was one of those deals where it was, uh, and this is always the case. And so I, I hate to even say it because it just sounds so routine at this point, but it's like, man, there are a lot of different things that we could actually focus some time and attention on here. You know, like we could have probably dedicated an entire sermon to talking about how Paul views his life with a different purpose now. Uh, and really kind of leaned in on uh, how does that affect the way we think about our purpose and what mm-hmm. we are here to do? Like, like mm-hmm. is the mission of God and the kingdom of God like chief in our um, our view of like what we're supposed to be about uh, on planet Earth now, you know? Or do we get sidetracked into just like, well, I'm really more about my little kingdom. Like for Paul, it's like, no, no, no it's the kingdom or bust, you know, King Jesus yeah. or bust. Uh, so we could have gone into more detail there. Could have gone into more detail on, you know, the second point about our unshakable foundation. I mean, that that verse 21, I mean, literally is like the, the most quoted, one of the most quoted verses from the entire Bible. Uh, and we could have spent a lot of time digging into just how unshakable our foundation actually is in Jesus. Uh, and that's one of my favorite things to talk about. And I, that kind of came out, I think, while I was preaching of just like this, guys, this is the good news. Like we're unbeatable. Like we're literally unbeatable because Jesus has risen from the dead. Like nothing can take that away from us. Like we are so grounded that pain, I mean, it is a drop in a bucket compared to what's coming for us in in Jesus. And so this is what empowers Paul to like take this perspective. Uh, And then also like, I just had a lot of fun with the last point. And there was more that I I think I could have done and wanted to do there a little bit of just talking, getting down into the nitty gritty of how God specifically takes our horrible circumstances and uses them to make us into something new make us into something mm-hmm. gold you know mm-hmm. that that whole deal so we could we could have spent so much more time getting down into the nitty-gritty uh but i thought it was kind of cool to be able to kind of pull them all out and give us a little bit of a a broader perspective on like hey you know 
maybe all of these points don't hit for you, but one of them should. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, one of them should help you have a little bit more perspective in uh, the pain and the hardship and the difficulty that you you experienced. So I hope it was a blessing for folks. I hope it encouraged them and um, kind of gave them something to to grab a hold of when they consider how they're moving forward in their discipleship to Jesus. Yeah. I loved that line you had where it was, uh, you know, focusing on to live as Christ to die as gain. There is either life or there is life. Yeah. There is either Jesus or there is Jesus. I was yeah. uh, sitting in the crowd and just, you know, being sitting with our people. I was just getting teared up and choked up as you were letting God's spirit just work in you and through man. you. And I, I really appreciate it. I'm so genuinely glad it was a blessing for you, man. And I, it's just, I, I need more of those reminders in my life too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, it's just so easy to think otherwise. Just, just really yeah. is, and and we just need to be reminded so consistently of Jesus' victory for us, because um, hmm. we start thinking other things actually have the victory. Get the fact that yo, that tomb is empty, and it is a game changer mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like we need to be waking up in the morning and being like, okay, first things first, the tomb is empty today. So just allow that to affect how I see everything, please. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm I'm there. Yeah, it is the centerpiece. It is the bedrock of mm-hmm. if this is true, everything changes. And yes, this is happening. Or yes, I'm struggling with these doubts, these circumstances. But if this one thing is true, yeah, that changes it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, this that actually brings up, and I'm this is kind of a riff. I, I apologize. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Um, but it reminds me of like, and that has been the thing that has been like the central conviction for so many. Uh, who have not just been followers of Jesus, but have given their lives, you know, to to the mission of God. It's like understanding this reality that okay, if Jesus really is who He says He is, if He's really done what He said He's done, if He really has risen from the grave, then there is, I mean, then okay, this is everything that my life is supposed to be about. So I'm, I'll go wherever, I'll do whatever, like I'll give my life for this, you know, because there's nothing that could be more important. There's nothing. Uh, that can matter more for the world and the people around me than this. And, you know, I I think it might have been in teaching team when we were prepping for all this. We've talked about, talked about how, I think it's that, was it Tertullian who said the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church? But it's like the reason, the reason people are willing to even like become martyrs for the faith is they are so convinced of this. Like they echo Paul's words of to live as Christ, to die as gain, but they're only able to take that perspective because they know that Jesus really is risen and reigning. Uh, and so that that's where all of that comes from. Like you don't will yourself into being a martyr. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to have something so, like a conviction so deep within you that values Jesus so supremely uh, that you're willing to, to bleed, you know, for it. And man, that's something that I pray uh, as I follow Jesus is true of me. That's something that I pray for our church, that we would be a people who are willing to take more than a paper cut for the kingdom of God. You know mm. what I'm saying? Uh, but that we would be a people who are like, you know what? King Jesus is worth it. I'm laying my life down. Let's go get after it, whatever that means. As you were preparing for this, how specifically have you needed to hear that in your own life? So I think, I think for me, and I, man, I'm, I mentioned some of this, I think, when I was preaching. It's like, I think for me, my default response to difficult circumstances, whatever they may be, is to eradicate them 
as fast as possible. In fact, that's kind of what we were talking about right before we started recording. I'm just like, yeah. I'm so grouchy today because things aren't easy. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, genuinely, uh, I think for me, I mean, even the inclusion of that like little nugget in the sermon, it was a last minute ad because that was stuff that I was like meditating on like that morning prior to to preaching. And so I think for me, like that was a lot of it of just recognizing like, hey, listen, Jesus is worth it. And there may be purpose in your pain and your discomfort that you don't see and don't know. And by you wanting to eradicate it, so fast, you may actually be missing out on something that Jesus has for you, whether that be something he has for me personally or something he has for the people around me through it, whatever it may be. Like I may be short circuiting the Spirit's work in my life by wanting to run from it, as opposed to within faith and with faithfulness, endure it because I because I have such a value for it for Jesus. And so it was just, it was a challenging nugget to make sure that I value Jesus enough to be willing, you know, to uh, endure suffering, but also just a, a needed reminder of like, man, hey, don't, don't necessarily run from the hard thing. You know, like the hard thing can be a good thing for you. Um, and so st- stick it out where, where you need to and let, I mean, like that Tabidi quote, you know, that I, that I shared, which credit to Ant for putting me onto that. Uh, I'm just like, welcome it, you know, welcome it and say, hey, get it, get in here, slave. And do God's holy work, you know, in me or however to be, to be said it. Um, yeah, I think, I think those were some of the big things for me that in prep were, were kind of pressing. Yeah. That, that to quote. And even you talking about that of not trying to sort shortcut it, uh, scares me. Uh, oh, I had a, yeah, right? I mean, I'm like, have you been talking to my counselor? Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> I had a, when I was doing college ministry, I had a mentor who he's in his mid to late fifties, been in ministry all his life. And he was just telling me he was going through a particular season of suffering and something, someone told him, God has gifted you with suffering. So steward it well. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's a great perspective, man. I, but yeah, I feel gosh, it. Like in my gut like right now, I feel what you just said. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Can we, uh, what's plan B? What's option yeah. B? Yeah. You know, and it's funny because that's something that I actually tell like our life group leaders pretty consistently, you know, is because life group leading, first of all, shout out to life group leaders. Y'all, you're on the front lines of ministry in our church. Like you're doing so much of the like day in, day out practical shepherding of our people. Like, yeah, well, I'm, we are so grateful for you and what you do. Uh, but one of the things that I tell life group leaders pretty consistently um, because, because the job is so hard. Uh, and the um, potential for discouragement is so high at times. Uh, it's just to remember, it's like, hey, listen, I, this is going to be difficult, but don't, don't run from that. Like, because the easy thing to do is to say, like, this is hard. I want to quit. I want to be out. And it's like, I, I think if we were to stick it out just a little bit more, you would be shocked at the fruit that you see come from these people that right now like have just discouraged you so much like the fruit in two years of you just saying hey you know what i'm gonna stay the course Uh, i'm gonna continue to be faithful with where god's got me i'm gonna bloom where i'm planted for lack of a better way of saying it you know like Mm -hmm. i think i think you would be be shocked at what god does and honestly i say that because like i've seen it like i've Mm -hmm. seen how just hey steadfastness and faithfulness in the face of difficulty 
really does yield fruitfulness. And I mean, this is the stuff that Jesus promises. You know, I'm like, he says as much. Uh, just sometimes I don't want to take him for his word. And so I constantly try to encourage our leaders with that because it's just very easy to let the discouragement, not even the pain, but the discouragement of it want to, t- want to take you out a little bit. But it's like, hey, there's, there's fruit on the other side. Yeah. There is. And you might not even be able to see it. I get reminded of like William, William Carey, I think, in India, uh, gave, gave his life to serve as a missionary in India. In his ministry, saw one convert. Gave his whole life, saw one convert. After his death, that convert recanted, right? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but because of his effort and willingness to go and live and die for Jesus over there, it actually opened up the door for, I mean, honestly, I mean, the incredible advancement of the gospel mm-hmm. in India, and he never even got to see it. But it was like, listen, you, you didn't get to see the fruit, but your endurance through the discouragement, through the pain of it all, I mean, had tremendous yield, you know, yeah. and just trying to have more of that perspective for myself and for other leaders within our church. I think it's big. And we don't suffer alone. And I think there's part of that pool, even yeah. because we are Americans, like, yes, we are adverse to suffering. We yeah. don't have the resources for suffering as Americans a lot of the time. And yeah. when it happens, we want to shortcut it and sort of hunker down and be alone. Yeah. But the beauty of the church, the beauty that we are family is we get to walk through this together. Yeah, that's right. It's funny you bring that up. We had a life group leader meeting last night uh, out at Lexington, and we were sharing stories. Um, But one of the things we were doing is we were kind of going back over the basics of life group leading, you know, just kind of as a means to, you know, our big thing for this year is stabilizing all of our core systems and and processes and life groups obviously are, are a big part of that. And so we were revisiting some of the basics of life group leading. and. Uh, what I had in this process, what I had our life group leaders do is I had them kind of go through, break up into groups, uh, and just share with each other uh, their quote-unquote one story about life group. Uh, so like the one story that if somebody were to ask them about what makes life groups so important and special mm. and good, like what is the story they That's would good. share? Uh, and virtually every one of them, like every one of them said something along the lines of, um, when suffering hit, mm. this person wasn't alone, or I wasn't alone. Mm. I had people who were pointing me to Jesus and holding me up, you know, in the midst of midst of this. Like almost everybody to to the T was just like, if it if it wasn't for church family, when the bottom dropped out, I would have had to go through it alone, or this person would have had to gone through it alone, and that didn't happen. And we saw so much fruitfulness and maturity and spiritual health come from for these things that man, we were in. And it's just like, yeah, man, like that, that is it. Like you don't suffer alone when you're a part of God's family. You don't, we all endure it together. That's a good word. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, we, we have to have that. I was with Lucy and Lizzie and we rewatched the season finale of Ted Lasso. Oh, I haven't seen oh any gosh. of it yet. Oh my gosh. I have news to share. With you. This was our, this was our <laughs> second viewing. So like me, Lucy and Lizzie had already watched through it once before Right, we rewatched it again. And but he's everyone's sad and in the locker room he's like i know y'all feel miserable right now you feel defeated but look around you're not doing it alone man and that's, that's one thing you can say about right now is at least i'm not having to go through this by myself yeah that's all right everyone that's all we have time for today bailey thanks so much for being here yeah. check out the show notes for any resources that we uh, may have mentioned we'll see you next week oh, cool. see y'all bye Peace.